probably all of us have seen advertisements and we order things and we purchase things. And many times, if we're not careful, we're very disappointed because what was advertised and what was said maybe was not all that it was supposed to be. Well, Brother Michael, he printed this up before our weekend uh, this past week. And uh, it says here, Kingdom Authority Conference. Experience a power-packed weekend with Dr. James Lee. Healing, deliverance, and salvation because whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Now, every bit of that was true. That was not false advertisement. Because we have had a wonderful time this week with our special guest. And he is coming now. Dr. Lee is a graduate of Regents uh, uh, university. I think it's a university, not just a co- college. It's a university, Regent University, his doctorate degree. And he's traveled to more than 100 countries and experienced a move of the Holy Spirit around the world. Uh, I noticed Margarita last night, his wife, and I'm sure she's heard these, and, and, and during this weekend, I'm sure she's heard him preach the same thing, teach the same thing over and over again. But she sat there like she was listening for the very first time. That's, that's the kind of effect he has on you. So uh, we've truly, truly been blessed and uh, ministered to, and this morning is not going to be an exception. Would you make him feel welcome as he comes at this time? Dr. James Lee. Well, it's uh, my uh, great honor, and should I, what do I, should I do with this? <laughs> well, it's uh, my great joy and honor to be here, and uh, I could sense uh, this church has uh, uh, God's mighty grace, you know, and uh, mercy has been in this place. And uh, God has faithfully uh, poured out first, you know, uh, rain for all these seasons, and now God is about to pour out lateral rain for you. Amen? And then I believe that uh, God is bringing young generation of, uh, you know, you have Abraham generation, and then Isaac, and we need to have a Jacob generation coming in. And uh, as they, God is preparing for them to come in, Abraham generations must embrace them with a special love. Amen? And build a relationship with the young generation. Invite them over to your houses and make them feel like they are spiritual sons and daughters of you. Amen? And that's very important. And as you do that, uh, like Michael and Christy, these young people, God's going to send it to you. And they're going to truly rock this place for his glory. Amen? (laughs) I really enjoyed it there, worship. And Christy, you're really anointed. And I felt the presence of God, you know? We are no longer slave of fear. Amen? And God is with us. Um, before I speak, I would like to show just brief videos. Some of you haven't seen uh, overall uh, our missions video. So I want to show that first. And then I would like to have a couple of testimonies of supernatural healing took place uh, in several different people. And I would like to have that so that you can be encouraged. Amen. And then I'll have a, a message for you. So would you turn the video, please? Thank you. Each day, as we watch international news, we witness the unfolding of the book of Revelation. We are truly living in the last hour of the last days. Matthew 24, 14 says, 
And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all of the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. There are still over 6,500 people groups that haven't heard or had access to the gospel of Jesus Christ. The problem is the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So I want you to understand, sometimes when the Spirit will lead you to the place you don't want to go. The Global Harvest Network, GHN, was launched in order to empower indigenous missionaries to bring the gospel of the kingdom to their own unreached people groups. For this to happen, they need a simple tool such as the Global Harvest Network training materials that are purely based on the scriptures of the Bible to teach them how to move in kingdom authority and power. It's, it's a, a simple way of communicating the basics of the gospel as well as other understandings of spiritual warfare and those kinds of things that, that believers need to understand. But you could really work with this even if you just had an elementary school education. The initial stage is to mobilize 300 U.S. GHN certified trainers. After this, we ask that they commit at least 10 days a year to go and equip 300 indigenous GHN missions mobilizers in one of the nine designated regions in the world. By 2018, each of these nine regions should have 300 indigenous missions mobilizers. And with the 300 from the U.S., there will be a total of 3,000 GHN certified missions mobilizers in the world. These 3,000 certified indigenous GHN missions mobilizers will be a launch to equip already evangelized people groups nearest to the unreached people groups in the region. For example, converted Muslims are the best candidates to be trained as GHN missions mobilizers to evangelize the unreached people groups in the Islamic world because they have cultural and linguistic connections that those outside do not have. The same principles can be applied to the converted Hindus and Buddhists, and so on. Our vision is to see the initial 3,000 turn into 30,000, 300,000, and eventually 3 million in the next 10 years. Once there are 3 million indigenous missionaries engaging in evangelizing 6,500 plus unreached people groups, then we have a greater chance of making the Great Commission become the Great Completion in this generation. We would like to ask you to pray about joining alongside us to become a certified GHN missions mobilizer to make a difference in the world for the glory of God. For more information, visit www.rlmva.org. God bless you, and we're looking forward to seeing you in one of our Global Harvest Network conferences in the future. like to have a couple testimonies. Uh, uh, where is that uh, lady? Would you? Where, where are you? Oh, yeah, here. Would you please come? And the uh, testimony is very important because we glorify God and what God has done for our lives. And uh, this dear sister has been suffering with uh, PTSD for a long time, and God has set her free totally yesterday. So we would like to just uh, ask you. Could you just share what happened to you? Um. Uh, 
I've been suffering from my past where I was traumatized since birth, even before. Everything started, well, started at birth when I was dedicated. And it wasn't to God. And then raised in an orphanage where I was abused my whole life. And after the orphanage, there were other things that happened, including rape. But I got a beautiful daughter from it. But last night, two thousand twelve, I surrendered to God, and after that, I met Sherry and Rick, who are my spiritual parents, and we've been praying. And many things have changed, but there was still a lot of emotions and things. And last night. When he prayed for me, I just felt like a lot of emotions and other things were released. I feel like God really does love me and that I can love myself no matter what. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Anything you want to say? just want my daughter to know I'm so proud of her. For the first time last night, she was able to look a stranger in the eye for just a few seconds and receive the love that he had for her. And God's love through him poured into her. This is quite an effort. After having watched her walk through the most horrendous abuse, remembering and relieving and receiving his forgiveness for her own buried sin, for the hatred of those who changed her life forever. But God's here. Amen. Praise God. We give God the glory. Amen. God is a God who restores our life. And he's here. Amen. And I'm very proud of you. And you're going to live fully appointed God's life with a big smile in your face. And you're going to set many other young people, young ladies free. Amen. And God is going to give you ministry. Father God, I pray for your daughter. God, I pray that your mighty anointing fall upon her, God. From this moment on, she's going to be a mighty soldier for your glory, God. She's going to lead many broken young ladies to the kingdom of God. And she's not going to have no more fear in her life. And spirit of fear will not torment her no more. And she's going to walk in in your mighty victory. And uh, revenge to the Satan is to set thousands of young people who are bound by the bondage of darkness free. So anoint the Lord and let her walk in that anointing for your glory, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Praise God. Hallelujah. I had a one, one gentleman walking in here, and he had a big knee problem, and he said, I need to have a knee surgery, and the God has healed you. Where are you? Where are you, brother? Where are you? Are you hiding somewhere? <laughs> Raise your hand. You had a knee problem this morning, walking in here. I don't see him. What happened? Maybe he's so happy he ran outside, you know. <laughs> well, praise the Lord. Well, I would like to share with you that uh, Jesus Christ lives inside of you. 
And he is resurrected from death. And he died for your sins and your, your failures and all the you know, unrighteous acts that we ever done. He died for you and me. Amen? And then he rose from the dead, dead uh, as a victor, more than a conqueror. He's the miracle maker. And where does he live? He's not only live in heaven, but he is inside of you. Amen? So whatever the struggle that you may go through, that mighty healer, mighty deliverer, I am the resurrection and the life, lives inside of you to do what? To set you free first. Because if you are in bondage, how could you set other people free? Amen? And you need to realize that mighty Jesus, much more powerful than any counselor in the whole town of Durham. Amen? Any evangelist who is a healing evangelist, maybe a powerful like Benny Hinn and many other great healing evangelists out there, but one who is greater than Billy Graham, greater than Benny Hinn, he lives inside of you. His name is Jesus Christ. Amen? And if you realize that, you and I have no other choice to, but to be a victorious Christian for his glory. And devil wants to bind us with the traumas that we received in the past. Reminding us continuously that we are no good for anything. Amen? But you remember, God said to Jeremiah, Before you were formed in your mother's womb, I have known you. Can you imagine? Before Jeremiah... Jeremiah's mom and dad, they haven't met each other yet. But God said, I know Jeremiah already. What did he know about Jeremiah? His creation mandate. Why God created Jeremiah for. See, God said, I appointed Jeremiah as a prophet to the nations. Amen? And the devil doesn't want you to know the creation mandate. They don't want you to think that you're no good for anything. They don't want you to know because of the traumas that you had in the past that you are not worth anything. Nobody loves you. God doesn't love you. This is the lies of the devil. You know? And the moment we give our hearts and lives to Jesus Christ, that Jesus come into us with his full measure of love. And he has one mission for you. He wants to fulfill the creation mandate. Why he created you for? And the noble other person then created himself, lives inside of you to help you to fulfill that mandate. What else do you need? What else do you need? You know? Who else do you need? You know what I'm saying? The creator himself. He said, I am going to enter into my created beings. I'm going to enter into them. One by one. Each and every one of you. The creator, Jesus Christ, is inside of you. And he said, I'm going to help you every day for him and her to fulfill the creation mandate that I created him and her for. I want you to know you are not a mistake. You are not an accident into this world. You are here because God wants to shine the glory of God through you. So that through you, somebody else can be saved. Somebody else can be healed. Somebody else can be delivered. Amen? You are the only mouthpiece that God can use you to change somebody else. For those that you have a power to influence. Amen? You said, I need God, right? You know that God needs you too. As much as you need God, God really needs you. Because if, if you do not open your mouth, if you don't move your hand, if you don't walk in your feet, Jesus cannot do anything without, without you. Amen? So he is also absolutely depending on you for the creation mandate that God wants to fulfill through you. Amen? 
Like I grew up in Buddhist home. And my, before I was born, my grandparents and my parents, uh, you know, put my name in the Buddha statue to dedicate my life to Buddha before I was even born. But praise be the name of the Lord. <laughs> Mighty, my creator had a different plan, you know. And uh, uh, when I became born again, I said to the devil, and before then, I was a very good disciple of the devil. I was doing all the bad things that, you know, all the what devil's children do, right? But when I became truly born again, I said to God, from this day on, wherever you send me, I will go. And I will deliver however many people you want me to deliver. I will do it. Not only in America, to the ends of the earth. That's what I promised. Second promise that I did was, Satan, from this night on, you're going to be, I'm going to be your greatest nightmare. Because I'm going to go after all those broken young people in everywhere. I'm going to save them, heal them, deliver them in the name of Jesus. Amen. And that's been, God's been fulfilling in my life. And so when I became born again, you know, I began to read the Bible. And uh, I found out that God gave new name to the people. So I said to God, God, my name, Korean name was dedicated to Buddha. And I don't like that name. So I want you to give me brand new name like you have given to many people. God said, Abram, your name is not going to be Abram. Your, your name is going to be Abraham, means father of many nations. God changes names, you know, of the people. Jacob became Israel. Jacob is a, this, you know, deceiver. Israel is a prince of God. And so I said, I need your name, new name for me. And then one day, literally first audible voice I heard from God, your name shall be called from now on James. And James was my half brother who wrote the book of James, as well as my disciple. And then this is what Jesus said. You're going to be like to me, like a brother, as well as my disciple. I said, I like that name. <laughs> and then your middle name shall be Moses, because you're going to deliver many people from the Egyptian bondage, spiritual Egyptian bondage. So my name is James Moses Lee, right? And uh, some people say, you know, how come you have an American name? I always say, no, I don't have an American name. I have a Bible name. <laughs> and that name began to change my course. And something wonderful began to take place. The day when I changed my name, according to what God said, blessing of God began to follow me. Favor of God began to follow me. And the curse under that name has been broken. And then all of a sudden, incredible favor began to follow me. You know? And I've been in that favor and grace. If you look at me, you're looking at the product of absolute God's mercy and grace and favor. Without him, I am nothing. Nada. Jilch. <laughs> I'm nothing. I'm nobody. But with him, we can do all things for his glory. Amen. I'm his nothing but the microphone. He picks me up and turns it on and he speaks and his authority and power flows through me. And then when I'm done with it, he turns it up and I enjoy my life with my wife and my children and grandchildren. You know, my one and only wife of 40 years, God gave wonderful wife. Could you stand up? And uh, we've been blessed. And the uh, Bible said that when you have a wife, uh, that's a gift from God. And she has been a gift from heaven. You know, Korean people are very kind of steep people. And we don't huggy-huggy, kissy-kissy, none of those things. And when I went to this, uh, my wife's originally from Bogota, Colombia. She's a 
Latinos, and when I went to her house, everybody's huggy, huggy, kissy, kissy, and uh, I didn't know what to do with that culture for a while, you know. <laughs> and then uh, we just bow downs and all that. But now I'm transformed, and I like Latin culture much better than Korean culture. <laughs> yeah. Praise the Lord. I want to share with you uh, indwelling in the gl- God's glory. I kind of changed the subject a little bit because God has a different plan. Glory in Hebrew word is kabat. It means divine abundance, honor, glory, riches, splendid, and wealth. Did you know that? All these are inclusive in the meaning glory. So that means if you are under the glory of God, that means you are under the divine abundance of God and divine honor of God. And the divine glory of God, divine riches, splendid, and divine wealth of God. When the glory of God comes, literally kingdom of heaven coming down to your life. And I want to declare to you, glory of God is with you. Because the King Jesus who lives inside of you, Holy Spirit is inside of you. Amen? In so doing, the Father God is inside of you. Glory of God is with you. And God considers you, your body, as a temple of the Holy Spirit. Where the glory of God dwells. Amen? So I want you to understand. When you pray, don't ask God, send your glory. Just say, let your glory rise up within me. Because you are inside of me. When people look at me, let them see the glory of God all around me. So that they will see there is a... Something about this man, something about this young lady and young man has something different about them. So they will come and ask, hey, what you got? I would like to have what you have. Amen? And I want you to understand, you can walk in God confidence. Not self-confidence. But knowing that if Jesus is inside of me, what else do you need? Amen? You don't need money. You need Jesus. Jesus is the provider of money. Amen? If you have a source of everything, source of life, source of joy, source of happiness, source of anything that you ever need, that source, his name is Jesus, and he lives inside of you. There's nothing to be sad about. You know, the source of incredible joy and pleasure and joy of uh, uh, the Lord is inside of me. He lives inside of me. And when you are sad, That just makes him uncomfortable, you know, because he cannot be sad. He knows everything where you're going through. But we can, no matter where we go through, if we realize the the most important fact, the author of joy, love, peace indwell inside of me, because of him, no matter what I go through, I can still smile. I can still face tomorrow. Amen? More than a conqueror. The miracle maker lives inside of me. And that sustained me for 40 years, going all different places all over the world. Amen? And then there is another word called Shekinah glory. Shekinah simply means uh, uh, is used for God's glory when it comes to the uh, felt presence and visible manifestation of God to man. The concept, therefore, uh, communicates the idea of indwelling or dwelling with so Shekinah glory is actually sometimes come above. You know, Shekinah glory can fall upon man. But at the same time, Shekinah glory is with you. Because Jesus, the source of glory, lives inside of you. Amen? And so, 
I want to read this scripture, Exodus chapter 33, verse 13 to 23. Then Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. See, God knows you by your name, amen? He knows everything about you. Now, therefore, I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way, that I may know you, and that I may find grace in your sight. And consider that this nation is your people. And he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Think about this. Moses saw, almost saw, and experienced God face to face almost. And yet, Moses realized that if his presence doesn't go with him, he knows that there is nothing he can do without his presence. Amen? And he was longing to be near the presence of God. That's why he's crying out. You asked me to deliver these people, and that burden is great for me. But if you don't go with me, if your presence doesn't go with me, I cannot do it. And he was longing for that presence, right? But I'm telling you, for you and me, what what Moses longing for has happened. Like glory of God indwells with you. And because Jesus is inside of me, wherever I go, he goes with me. Amen? Holy Spirit goes with me. And the glory and presence of God goes with me all the days of my life. Something Moses couldn't experience. We have that full presence goes with me wherever we go because he indwells inside of us. Only one said, praise God. Thank you, brother, for understanding that reality. What about you, rest of you? (laughs) You haven't heard this before? (laughs) But you know, you all know, Jesus lives inside of you. But we don't understand the full measure of uh, what does that mean, you know? What Moses crying out, Lord, your presence doesn't go with me. I cannot go anywhere. But that has happened after the day of Pentecost. Holy Spirit came in and John 14, 20 said, at that day is the day of Pentecost. You will know that I'm in my Father. And then he said, you in me and I in you. And then Christianity begins. See, Christianity begins with when you are inside of Christ, Christ has all of you. He has all of you. When, when he's inside of me, I have all of him. Amen? And then Christianity begins. Jesus doesn't come to you and say, hey, you're not praying every morning. You're not reading the Bible. I, I'm not going to show my presence. I left presence in the heaven. I just came to you raw Jesus. Does he do that? If he lives inside of you, he is... Full of his glory. Amen? And we need to be one with him. And we need to realize it. We need to thank the Lord for your grace. Your glory is inside of me. Your presence is inside of me. Thank you, Lord. For every day, you need to thank the Lord for that. Amen? And then he said, when my presence will go with you, it's not going to be your work. It's going to be the Lord's work. So you will find rest. And for the 30 years, I traveled more than 100 countries. And I've never been... Uh, depressed, never been oppressed, uh, never uh, had a you know, nervous breakdown. Why? Because his presence went with me wherever I went, and I found rest. It was his work. It was not my work. And I loved what I have done with the Lord because it was his work. He went with me. His presence went with me. And over here, I had a beautiful 
last few days. And uh, I thank the Lord for, you know, uh, Pastor Don and Sister Carol and their love for you. And I feel there is just beautiful presence of God is in this place. But God is about to do something powerful here. Amen. And that there will be an invasion of a new Jacob generation is going to invade into this house. Some of them are not clean. Some of them are not delivered yet. So Abraham and Isaac generation, you need to embrace them and love them. They may wear clothes you don't like to see them wearing, you know. They may hairstyle you don't like to see. They may come to church on Sunday not with the ties and suits. You know, they may come with the blue jeans with the holes in it, you know. And uh, leggings, you know, tight leggings, you know, girls will come like that. And oh, what are you going to do? We're going to judge them with the religious eyes and say as though, yeah, you cannot come to church like that. Or you're just going to embrace them and say, hey, welcome, welcome, loving on them. And I'm so glad you came. And now you're going to see only love can transform broken millennial generation of young people. See, they are so hungry for love. They are so hungry for spiritual mom and dad to show up. Somebody will say, I love you as the way you are, and inviting them to their homes. And what, how can I pray for you instead of condemning, judging? You know, why do you have a hairstyle like that? Why did you shave half of your hair off? And why you allow the other hair hanging down? I mean, I go to Ukraine, I mean, I meet a bunch of uh, broken young people in five days. All of them turn into saints and all surrender their lives to Jesus. And when I leave, like 40 of them want to come to the train station and say goodbye. And the train is leaving. They are running with the train and crying in tears and say goodbye. So it looks like a you know, 1950 movie. <laughs> it doesn't happen nowadays. And they love Margaret and I like mom and dad. I have an Asian face. All these Ukrainian kids are white kids. They come and hug me and daddy, mommy, you know, and crying and all that. Why? Because they don't see religious spirit in me. They see father's heart. They see un un unconditional love, you know. I have, we have let porn star from the Ukraine come to my conference. She got saved, healed, baptized in the Holy Spirit and transformed. And now she is a worship leader at the church. Hallelujah. That's what Jesus, my Jesus does that. When he goes, intentionally go to the, Samar uh, the um, Samaritan woman who married five times and living with the man who is not her husband. I mean, he was, she was actively engaging in adulterous lifestyle. Jesus was full of compassion, you know. And uh, I mean, asking sinner, give me some water. That alone is absolutely breaking Jewish cultural law. Rabbi, holy man, doesn't ask an unholy, filthy, filthy woman who is living in an adulterous situation, could you give me some water? Just think about that. You know? And Jesus humbled himself. Son of the living God humbled himself. You know why? Because uh, he is looking for that day. That when he is going to ascend into heaven and the day of Pentecost comes and Jesus is going to go right inside of her and help her fulfill the destiny. Wow! Think about that. When Apostle Paul is killing Christians, butchering them and putting them in the prison, everybody was praying, maybe some of them were praying, Lord, fire, come down and kill this guy. Right? But Jesus appears to him 
Why? Jesus knew he's going to be a mighty apostle who will write two-thirds of the New Testament. And he's going to dwell inside of him. Amen? Hallelujah. And he said, uh, then he said to me, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us? And then the, uh, goes on and said, please show me your glory. And I'll make all my goodness pass before you. And I'll proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I'll be gracious to whom uh, I will be gracious. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. And But he said, you cannot see my face. For no man shall see me and live. And the Lord said, here is a place uh, by me. And you shall stand on the rock. So it shall be while my glory pass by. That I'll put you in the cleft of the rock. And will cover you with my hand while I pass by. Then I will take away my hand and you shall see my back. But my face shall not be seen. Right? This was the best uh, example of one man who came so close to God. Amen? But God wouldn't allow him to see his face. And the, you know, uh, he saw the glory of God passing by. But in New Testament... Father, Son, Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit said, we will come and dwell inside of you. So I want you to understand, you are more privileged than Moses. Because he lives inside of you. Now he lives inside of you with the glory of God. That means whatever you need, if you walk uprightly before God, he will take care of you. He will provide for you. You're going to live long and blessed life. See, if you walk with God, divine health will be given to you in such a way, devil cannot touch you one second short of your appointed time. Because you are not a normal people. You are God's special people. Your name is written in the palm of his hand. He will not allow enemy to come and touch you. And uh, this is what scripture said. I'm a missionary in the nation, so I, but I'm in America, you know. I have to be very careful. <laughs> How long I preach, because I want to minister to you as well. He said, I know you by, your, uh, by name, and you have also found grace. Grace means favor, okay, in my sight. The key to live victorious in this life is to find grace or favor in God's sight for whatever we are called to do for his glory. See, so if we have his grace and favor following us, then everything will be provided by the Lord. Jeremiah 1.5 said, Before I formed you uh, in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified, sanctified you, meaning set, set you apart, and I ordained you a prophet to the nations. And this is marvelous. Like before I was born, God already had a plan that I will be a missionary to the nations. And the March the 4th, I will be in Bethel Christian Center in the morning service. And I'll be preaching to all of you. And I know, because it is appointed by the Lord, His glory will manifest. His presence will manifest. He will touch you, because He brought me here. Amen? And so we need to understand that the power of redemption, this is very important. Uh, all of us are sinners. We have sinned. And fall short of the glory of God. But if we come to Christ. The Christ. Come to the cross. 
all our sins been washed by the blood of the Lamb. And the Colossians 2, 11 to 15 says this, In him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, by putting up the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through the faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. So your old man, old woman, have been crucified with Jesus Christ already. With all the sins that you have committed in, in theological sense, he not only died for the sins of the past, but sins of now and sins of the future. All together, he already crucified that old man on the cross and die. Amen? Of course, when we sin, we need to repent. But as soon as we repent, His grace of redemption will flow into your life. And you being dead in your trespasses and the, uh, the uncircumcision of your flesh, He has made alive together with Him, having forgiven. Everybody say, having forgiven. All, having forgiven you, all trespasses. Say, all trespasses. Means all. Amen? It doesn't matter what has happened to you. Or, not only that, somebody else might violate you. Alright? And sin against you. And then they will make you think it was your fault. No, it wasn't your fault. Amen? Even that guilt and shame, God nailed it to the cross. Amen? And then he says, He has made a life together with him, having forgiven you, all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us. See, when we were living in sin, there was a handwritten things that was against you. Alright? And God took all that away from us, which was contrary to us. And He has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Wow! Having nailed it to the cross. Okay? And having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. So, this beautiful lady came and testified what had happened in the past. See, when she testified, not only Jesus washed her sins away and forgave all her sins and cleansed her with her blood. When she testified, all the principality, powers of darkness that caused that uh, hurt in her heart. God made a public spectacle of that. Amen? Today. That's why testimony is important. When you testify, enemy is totally defeated. See what the devil meant for evil. Now God is going to turn it around for good. Because God's going to use same person who was wounded to become a mighty minister to help other people who have been wounded like her or him. You know what I'm saying? So we got to testify being testifying that it causes all this power of darkness, caused that to happen to be public spectacle, disarmed principalities. God is disarming them, and he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Amen? So this is the power of redemption. So once you repented of your sin, nailed it to the cross, there is no record of it. Even Father God doesn't remember them no more. That means if Father God doesn't remember Why you listen to devil reminding you of the past when there is no record of it? And then why do you remember? See, you must not remember that as well. See, in remembrance, fear of darkness will come. But not remembering, you know, we need to have sometimes a holy Alzheimer's symptom. (laughs) 
forgetting things of the past, and we don't have no memory of it. All right? That's okay. We don't want to have Alzheimer's, you know. That's not of God. But we need to forget. Amen? Margarita keeps asking me many times, how come, honey, you don't remember that? You know, I really choose, just like Apostle Paul said, I choose to forgive things of, things of behind. And I, you know, put my eyes on the goal, mark, that God has set for me. And I march toward that goal, and that's what I am. And Margarita said, do you remember such and such day, this and that? And I don't remember. And she said, how come you don't remember that? She says, I choose to erase, like a delete button, you know, delete, zzz, delete. I mean, you don't need to keep all these bad things of the happening in the past in your hard drive space. You know, just, just ask the Holy Spirit to delete button, delete, delete. And actually format the whole hard drive of those things, you know. And I periodically just clean up my hard drive space, you know. Delete, delete, delete. Amen? And so if God doesn't remember, that means you are as though you never committed a sin. See, you are holier than before you commit a sin. Do you know what I'm saying? Because of Jesus washed the sins away. That's the power of redemption. We need to live in that victory. Amen? If somebody paid the debt for you, like, I, let's say I owe $1,000 to somebody, and I don't have money to pay that, and I need to pay by the end of this month, but somebody said, you know, I heard you didn't have enough money, so I pay for it. All I need to do, thank you, thank you. And this person said, you don't need to pay me back. Hallelujah. But too many people are saying, oh, no, there, that cannot be. There is no way, you know, that Jesus can pay all my debt for me. I keep remembering, keep struggling to pay for ourselves. See, that's what devil wants us to be. And then we are living in the memory of the past and suffering in the past. We don't need to do that anymore. Now he says, show me now your way that I may know your, uh, uh, that I may know you. I may find grace in your sight. Psalm 25, 4 to 5 says, show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your path. Lead me in your uh, truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation and I wait all the day. Again, Psalm 35, for his anger is but for a moment, but his favor is for a lifetime. Amen. And Margaret and I, I, I can dare to say, God's favor has been constantly following us all the days of 40 years of a life that we were walking with God. And we expect this surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, like God promised. And we claim them. Amen? And uh, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. The key is that I will, just like Moses, I cannot go anywhere without his presence going with me. Even though he dwells inside of me, I always need to talk with him about, do you want me to go there? Like next month, next, not next month, you know, March the 8th. I just came back from Cyprus two days ago. And then I had a just one-day rest and drove down here. And then in the seven-hour jet lags, you know, I've been preaching and teaching and so on. And then the three, three four days later, I'll go to India, northern India, where uh, Bhutan, Tibet, Nepal, and Bangladesh meets. And we're going to gather 80 indigenous missions mobilizers. And I'm going to train them with a Global Hubs Network training. I have uh, 11 courses and eight major courses. And someday, if you want that to happen here, I'll be glad to come and do the full uh, Global Hubs Network conference here. Normally, we do Thursday night, 6 to 9, and then Friday, 9 to 9, all day. Because many Americans cannot 
take a break for a whole week, you know. So Friday 9 to 9, Saturday 9 to 9, and Sunday afternoon 2 to 6, and we finish eight courses. And I have uh, three courses that how to witness to Hindu, Buddhist, and Islam, and then animist, secular humanist, and, and uh, uh, atheist. And when, when you study that, it's completed. And once you finish that, uh, we ask you, 10 days a year, if you'd like to join with me to go to the nations, to be a teacher with me, to teach them, and minister together with me to release the power of God to come and touch them. Amen? And so that's what we do. You know, so if you feel uh, you want to be a part of that, you know, I will be glad to come back and, and do the whole seminar. And let me, I'll guarantee you, if you come for that whole seminar and sacrifice one whole day Saturday, Friday and just stick with us and uh, it's a long day and whatnot, but once you go through that, you will have all that material, uh, f- you know, given to you and you will never be the same again. You know, there are too many uh, religious spirits is binding Christian people to be a powerless Christians. And I'm bringing you back to Book of Acts so that we can resurrect the Book of Acts revival in your life. So that you can be a powerful force in Durham and North Carolina, in America, and to the nations of the world. You know? And you will know how to witness, how to heal the sick. You know, you, know, you will know how to cast out demons. And this is very important. So he said... Uh, Moses said, when he, his presence will go with you, then you will find his love, his joy, his peace, his power, authority, anointing, divine life, victory, provision, whatever you need for uh, his glory, and the rest, of, uh, rest in Christ. All these things will f- come and become available to you when his presence goes with you. And I want you to understand, Jesus goes with you wherever you go. Amen? So what Moses Desperately, desperately wanted to have has been materialized in you. But the problem is that, in a sense, we have a greater presence of God is with us, yet Moses did a greater works than we do. Why that's happening? Because we believe the lies of the devil. You know, we believe that we are powerless Christian. We believe that we need to be educated to do something. No, we believe that Jesus and his presence is with us. So we need to study the Bible to know how to use his presence wisely for his glory. That's why we need to pray. Not praying to get his presence. His presence is with me, but I do not know how to move in that presence. So we need to pray. We need to fast. We need to study the Bible. We need to go to Bible school. Not to learn about his presence. His presence is with me and with you. That is given. Amen? So we need to know how to moving in the presence wisely, with the humility in our heart, with the surrender in our heart, with the absolute obedience in our heart. When we need to have that, we need to learn the Bible, we need to study the Bible, all that, so that we can be a powerful tool for His glory. Amen? And uh, show me your glory, all His goodness shall pass before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and I will have a compassion on whom I will have a compassion. Amen? So, Jesus is here with you. And whatever you need, you can talk to Jesus. His glory, His presence, that is inside of you, is the answer. Amen? All the power in heaven and earth, all the authority is in Jesus Christ. He lives inside of you. He is the great counselor. Mighty God, everlasting Father, amen? Prince of Peace. He is the author of love and joy and peace. You know, sometimes, of course, 
There can be a, a situation that my daughter just got married when she was 21 years old, and, uh, and she got cancer, thyroid cancer. Of course, Margarita was, uh, you know, really brokenhearted, and uh, I was sad, and I began to pray to the Lord, and the doctor said, uh, because of the radiation treatment that she needs to go through and so on, uh, we may need to do surgery, and that she may lose voice completely, or become a, like a man's voice, very hoarse voice, and she may never have a child. And I said, Margarita was concerned. Of course, my daughter was concerned. I prayed to the Lord, and that is the lies of the devil. So I want you to call them and rebuke what, they, what the doctor said. So I rebuke it in Jesus' name. The presence of God is with you. And the, I pleaded with the Lord that she doesn't have to go through the you know, surgery and God will heal. But that didn't happen. Well, she went through the surgery. Voice is perfect. And she had four children. You know, I have four grandchildren from her. Hallelujah. And she is serving the church. As a, a children's associate pastor, and she's preaching at the church time to time, and she loves the Lord, and all my grandchildren loves the Lord. Hallelujah. See, devil is coming to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus said, I have come to you. I have to dwell inside of you to give you life, and life more abundantly. Now, it's up to you to receive in faith. Yes, I have that life. I will not allow depression, oppression. No matter what happens around me, I'm going to still smile. I'm going to still praise the Lord. And I had so much peace when my daughter is going for surgery. I have to pinch myself. What's wrong with you? You're a dad, but you're smiling and you have so much peace. You're supposed to be, you know, a little bit concerned, you know. And, and uh, I, I mean, when the presence of God is with me, I mean, there was no fear, no, nothing to worry, you know. And everything was fine. My son was uh, six months old, right? Not even six months, six weeks. And all of a sudden, Margarita calls me and, uh, you know, he's hurting so bad. And I need to take him to the uh, Air Force doctor. I was in the American Air Force back then. And whenever that kind of thing happened, let's, say, let's pray. And I prayed. And the Holy Spirit said, don't take her him to the Air Force doctor. Unfortunately, some of the Air Force doctors were not so great. <laughs> and uh, take him directly to the St. Luke Hospital because he has a hernia. And so I said, wow, so let's go. And Margaret said, how do you know? God spoke to me, took, her, took him to the uh, doctor, and the doctor said, he has a hernia, we need, to take, we need to do surgery. And everything was fine. And again, when you trust the Lord, because I, maybe I'm coming from totally pagan background, you know, from Buddhist background. When God said he dwells inside of me, I take it absolutely literally. You know? There's no ifs and buts about it. There's no doubt about it. You know, I believe. So first thing that I do, if you are inside of me, why do I need to go somebody else to pray for me? Let me talk to you first. You are the author and finisher of my faith. I don't need to go man like Old Testament day to go to priest to figure out. I have a high priest who lives inside of me. And I'm going to my high priest. I'm going to talk to him. I want to hear what he has to say. He is, his name is also Dr. Jesus. You know, he knows the best. He can fix it. He can create, you know, all our parts. With Dr. Jesus has a lifetime warranty. You don't even need to pay for it. God can give you free parts from heaven, you know. And you don't need to pay insurance policies. It's all free. Freely given. Amen. So not taking advantage of that, but have faith in that reality and walking in that victory. Amen. He lives Inside of you. 
mighty Jesus. Who else do you need? Amen. Would you stand with me, please? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for this morning, God. You have brought your sons and daughters right here, and you have performed the miracles, and you are here to set them free, touch them, bless them, ignite them with the holy fire. And most of all, let them realize the reality of the presence of the Father, Son, Jesus Christ, and Holy Spirit is inside of them, and their bodies are temple of the Holy Spirit. They, you cannot be defeated, so they cannot be defeated, Lord. You cannot be sick, so they cannot be sick, Lord God. And you are not in fear, so they cannot be in fear, God. And you are full of wisdom, they will receive your wisdom, God. And you are full of life, so they will walk in your full of, full of life, God. And you can uh, walk in uh, as a more than a conqueror every day, so we will walk in as, as a more than conquerors in Christ every day for your glory, God. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. What a privilege that you are inside of us, God. What a privilege, God. Your presence will never leave us nor forsake us. All the days of our lives, your presence goes with us and you give us rest. It is not our work. We don't work for God. We work from God. Hallelujah. We don't fight for our own victory. We fight the victory uh, from the victory that Jesus won at the cross. Battle belongs to the Lord. Everybody close your eyes briefly. And I want to ask you a serious question. But if you are not in Christ, all this blessing is not for you yet. So if you were to die tonight, do you absolutely know for sure you're going to wake up in heaven? And if, I, if you ask that question to yourself and you are not sure, then you must be born again this morning. So that presence of Jesus can enter into your life. If that's who you are and I really need to be born again, raise your hand right now quickly. Raise your hand. Do we have anybody like that? Do we have anybody here that you really need to be born again? Then raise your hand. Anybody? Well, praise the Lord. I don't see anybody's hand is going on. Well, we need to bring some more non-believers to come here so they can give their lives to the Lord. Amen? So it's your job. You guys need to bring some unbelievers to come to church. Amen? So that they can be saved. All right. Well, I'm going to minister to until 12 o'clock and beyond. If anybody needs a prayer, you need a healing, you need a deliverance, you need the assurance of presence of God, uh, you need the anointing, whatever you need. Uh, you come here, and I'm going to pray for you until the last person needs a prayer, all right? And, uh, but 12 o'clock, if you need to go home, feel free to go home. I have a, a booth back there and with the books that I have written and the CDs, that how-to kind of version of every teaching that I have done. And uh, you just need to filter out the Korean accent. After then, it'll be fine. If you still have a difficult time, ask the Lord to give you the interpretation of tongue. And he will give it to you. Okay? So, uh, you can free to, free to leave and my wife will be back there. So, Lord, I pray right now, whosoever come to receive touch from the Lord, you touch them, heal them, deliver them, empower them. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. If you need a prayer, come to the front and make a one line, and I'm going to begin to pray for you. Anybody needs an impartation, anointing, whatever, healing, come. Come. Just make one line, and we would like to ask you to have some catchers just in case. Just come. Anybody else? Young people, you need a greater anointing, greater understanding of the presence of God. 
Anybody needs a baptism in the Holy Spirit? Come. It's a free gift. I mean, I'm not going to charge you. You guys are thinking, oh, maybe it's an expensive gift. No, it's a free gift. All right? So you don't need to be afraid. All, all, all that's required is just, just come out of your seat. That's all. You know? And then God's going to touch you. Amen? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Anybody else needs a prayer? Come. Amen? And uh, I know one thing. Jesus lives inside of me. Jesus is inside of you. And he has one desire for us to be whole and healthy and move in divine health, divine life, divine victory. Amen? But the, you need to have a faith to receive. What is faith? Faith is literally, hey, this is free gift and I'm taking this. <laughs> I'm not leaving this place without taking this free gift. Healing is a free gift. But you need to have that desire. I want to receive this free gift. See, when somebody tries to give you a gift and you say, ah, I'm not sure, you know, I, I don't know, you know, I, I'll think about it, I'll pray about it, you know. Well, that free gift will pass by you. But all you need to know is healing is a free gift, anointing is a free gift, baptism in, in the Holy Spirit is a free gift. Everything God gives you, free of charge, amen. But you got to reach out and say, I want this free gift. Salvation is a free gift. That's a faith, you know. The woman with the issue of blood said, if I would only touch the hem of the Lord's garment, she said, not Jesus said, she said, I will be healed. What was she saying? I want this free gift. I spent a lot of money with the doctors, you know. She supported a lot of hospitals and wealthy doctors. Please don't support wealthy doctors and hospitals, okay. You can, you can be healed and delivered so you can support the missions. You can support the church, amen. So, Let's believe, all right? Father God, I pray, measure of faith. Just come down upon them, God. Measure of faith to believe that I'm going to receive free gift. Whatever you have chosen for them to receive, God, they are going to receive. Lord, most of all, God, I also do pray, uh, impartation of anointing will fall. God, I pray that Abraham generation will become a generation who will train and embrace Isaac and Jacob generation. So that the revival will fall upon this church, God, in a mighty way. Without young people joining in this church, God, revival will not break out. So we got to go to young people and we need to find them in the Duke University and, and around this region, God. Internationals need to come into this church, God, so that this house will become a uh, house of refuge. House where fountain of living water will flow freely. So that All the broken souls can come and be healed and delivered by the power of God. So we thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you the glory, God. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Well, this has been my great honor and joy and privilege to be here. And uh, anybody else needs a prayer? Anybody else? Praise God. God bless you. It has been a great joy and honor and privilege to be here. Amen. Pastor Dan, God bless you. Thank you. so much. Everyone stand, please. Here's a song that uh, we're going to leave this meeting and this revival with, because I believe the Lord, if you've asked him, and I believe if you've been obedient to the Lord, I believe you're free today. Sing it. I so free I am
the Spirit, the Spirit in me. I'm rejoicing because I am not what I was. Thanks to Calvary's tree, I... Now I want everyone to sing it. Lift your voices. Here we go. I so free. I in the Spirit. The Spirit in me. I'm rejoicing because I'm not what I was. Thanks to Calvary's tree. We want to thank you for coming to a church. We believe in the manifestation of the Spirit of God. We have great leaders in this church, from the youth pastors to children's church. They've been back there this morning, and, and they do such a wonderful job. If you have children or grandchildren, you want them in a place where they've been taught the Word of God and where the anointing of God is, I invite you to be part of that. If you have youth, you've seen our youth ministers this morning on the platform ministering, and they live what they say in church. I mean, outside of the church, they're living for God. They're serving the Lord. And then we have services where are anointed. We've got ministry and music. We have all kind of things happening here. Wednesday night is for the entire family. The entire family. If you don't have a place on Wednesday night, or even if you do, you like to, I'm not talking about church, but you like to start going to church on Wednesday night. Great teaching, great Barnabas ministry, great outreach ministry, great children's church, great youth ministry. So you're invited. The ushers are at the back with some large, large offering plates. Fill them up for the doctor. Will you do that? If you put a check in, make it out to Bethel Christian Center, and let's love the Lord. Father, we thank you because we're free. We're no longer slaves to sin. We're no longer slaves to the enemy. We're so thankful, dear God, that you've come that we might have life and have life more abundantly. Thank you for every family, for every home, God, we believe you tonight, today to minister to each and every son, every daughter, every grandson, every granddaughter. Lord, there, let there not be one father or mother here that their son and daughter will not accept you and go to heaven. Let there not be one grandparent here that their grandchildren, that they might accept you and go to heaven. We claim those sons and daughters. We claim those grandchildren in the name of Jesus Christ. And if they're bound with any kind of addiction, Lord, I feel like there's some that need to be prayed over. We, they may not be here today. But if they're bound by drugs or alcohol, if they're bound in any way, any spirit that would try to destroy their minds, any spirit that would try to destroy their lives, we pray that those children and grandchildren would be loosed. 
loosed in the name of Jesus Christ and that they would serve you. That Jacob generation in Jesus' name. And everybody says, have a great day.